podcast. This is episode number 10, where we are going to be discussing building strong habits. Yes. And more importantly, how to keep them. Mm. First things first, Dave, Happy New Year to you. Happy New Year, buddy. Happy New Year to all of you listening. I hope it's been a fantastic festive period. I know mine was. Yes. Now I'm saying this in advance. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but I know, I know it will be. It always is. It exactly. always is. We always know how it is. Um, so we, what, like I said, we, today we are going to be discussing how to build strong habits. Not just a how-to video, it's more of a why-to, mm. which I like better. Mm-hmm. We're going to dive straight in yeah. because I actually have a couple of questions for Dave. Yeah. Um, I have answers to as well, but I want to see your perspective mm-hmm. first. So we'll dive straight in and not waste too much time on this. And the first question is, what is a habit? I knew you were going to ask that. Yeah. Instinctively, that was exactly the question. Well, I'll tell you why. I'll tell you why I ask it. Uh Because if you imagine like a little flow chart, you know the the thing that you've got the top answer and then it splits into two and then Uh another two and then so on and so on and so on. I did one of those. Yeah. What is a habit? Now, the next direct question is, is a habit something that you need to think about Mm. before you do it? Okay. I have examples, but I want to see your, your perspective first. Yeah. So for me, a habit is is essentially something that we that we automate in our life, but it could be good or bad. Yeah, good and bad habits. Mm. That's something we're going to discuss a little bit later on. Yeah. Uh, okay, so it's something that's automated. Yeah. Are we sure? Because um, <laughs> I've got a couple of examples that might like kind of work against that. Mm-hmm, okay. But for ex- for example, I have got a, an arguably bad habit. Yeah. It's more of an irritating habit for those that don't enjoy it is I crack my knuckles mm. all the time. I do too. Yeah. I've got have you got clicky bones? Very clicky bones. Almost here. every bone. Same here. <laughs> <laughs> totally. Neck, all right, so we've just the shoulders, elbows, ankles, absolutely everything. Yeah. Yeah, I wake up in the morning and toes go as I'm walking. Yeah. Things like that. I crack my knuckles in my fingers at least 20 times a day yeah <laughs> you know you do, that you don't think about mm-hmm. uh, it just happens and it's a habit people that don't like the sound of it get really quite mm. tense about it mm-hmm. but other people it doesn't seem to bother yeah. i like being around those people better yeah because <laughs> um, then i need to watch what i'm doing and i need to actively look at it mm-hmm. but then my fingers start to feel weird if i don't do it mm. now there is this myth of course that it causes arthritis later in life but um, that has been proven as a myth. I'm very pleased to hear that. Did you not know? Uh, I don't think it is. No. Yeah, it's been proven as a myth. All awesome. it is is a release of gas within yeah. within is it, the. Is it nitrogen? I <laughs> might be. I think I'm sure I heard it was something like it's a release of nitrogen or something. I have no idea what it is. Mm. Uh, but yeah, that's 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 all it is. It's just releasing of the gas and things like that. So it doesn't cause arthritis. Mm-hmm. I have no idea what does. Mm. But I don't want to know. No. Because if we look up medicine, medical things online, you know you're going to diagnose yourself with a tumor. It's just <laughs> yeah. going to happen. It happens every <laughs> single time I do it. You know, I, I had a tickly throat and all of a sudden I had cancer. <laughs> well, to be honest, we, can't, we do seem to be able to get cancer from anything. Absolutely. But you know, when days. I went to the doctor about my, my throat, my cough mm. that I had for admittedly a while, mm-hmm. it was just a cough. Yeah. He gave me some prescribed medicine and then I went away. Yeah, so man up. Yeah, basically. Yeah, I think I think as males, um, and I'm speaking in the broad sense of everyone here. I'm not saying that every single man does it, mm-hmm. but I think the I would say the majority 
without being too PC about it, we would rather suffer in silence than go to the doctor. I think we would actively avoid the doctor. Mm. It seems unnecessary to go unless it's life threatening. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You don't want to bother them. Yeah, I mean they're busy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> but I, th- I think we need to to get into the habit of you know if something's wrong, we need to go and seek professional help, not just diagnose yourself with the zero training we've had. Exactly. <laughs> that is a very very good point. I was actually thinking about this the other day. In fact, it was in relation to um, it was a question that came up with okay. uh, with a, another coach lady called uh, Karen Arthur, mm-hmm. um, who's also based in Aberdeen, and she asked me, do I think people are proud to have or tell people they have a coach? I, I don't know, actually. I mean, for me, it would be a bit... I, I don't think it's anyone else's business, really. If I if I had the coach for something, if I... Well, as you know, I've got a personal trainer, for example. That's, mm-hmm. that's somewhat of a coach. Mm-hmm. I'm not proud or ashamed of that it's just something that i have it's mm-hmm. just mine um i like the results it gives me i, I like the, the fact that i get pushed to my limit mm. um at the end my arms and my legs feel like jelly because i know i wouldn't push myself that far yeah by myself like mm-hmm. it just wouldn't happen and the same goes for business as well if you have someone like a mentor or a coach or you know someone helping you along the way they will inevitably show you a way that that you don't think of, yeah, and they will push you mm-hmm. that little bit further. So I don't know. Maybe maybe they are proud. Maybe, maybe they are proud. They probably are. Well, I think, I think they should be. They should be absolutely because it's it's all part of an investment in yourself, correct? But also an investment in you being able to optimize your life and your performance. Yeah. So I mean, why would you pay for something that you're inevitably ashamed of? Well, I, I think in my experience there's probably i mean this is probably just uk i mean sure. or even more specifically conservative parts of the uk um cool. where people might have a view that um seeking help is a sign of weakness yeah rather than a sign of strength sure i i think it's a sign of strength and and to be honest with you it's only in the last couple of years I've thought that mm-hmm. because I used to think that yeah. the, the former I used to think it was a sign of weakness to seeking for help mm-hmm. because why would you want to seek for help? You want to get through it yourself. Yeah. But what I've discovered is no one does anything really without help. Yeah. So great example I've got yeah, of that is I went to a storytelling workshop um, ran by uh, a couple of guys. Yep, um, a couple of guys from Aberdeen that you'll have heard of, uh, Bob Keeler and Thor Holt. And I know Thor more than I know Bob. Yeah. yeah. Um, and what the probably greatest lesson I took from those two days was that the ability to be a not just a good storyteller but a great storyteller is predicated on the amount of preparation and work you actually put in. Okay. So. To be a natural storyteller or public speaker, sure, it's not really a thing. No, you have to learn it. Exactly. Yeah, yeah you have to learn it. There, there's people with the voice for it, and I, to be honest, mm. the people listening to this can understand that I don't have that voice. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I think you're right. I, I think there's people with the, the natural ability to project their voice, mm. but if you're projecting nothing, mm. 
then you're not a great storyteller. So you, yeah, it's a skill you have to learn. Exactly. In the same way that creating or breaking bad habits and creating new habits is a skill as well, because it takes work. You've actually got to commit your conscious mind to doing it, to yeah. making that change, to being different. So then you can get to the point where you don't have to think about it anymore. So okay. your brain automates it for you. That's cool. Mm. However, mm-hmm. I'll go completely in the opposite direction here. Yeah. What about habits that require the effort? Uh-huh. So what I'm talking about is coffee is a habit. It's more of an addiction than a habit, but it becomes a habit for people. Uh-huh. Or smoking. Yeah. We often refer to smoking as a habit. Yeah, but it's not really. It is an addiction. I, I don't know. It might be. It might be a habit. I'm not sure. Have that debate. Okay, we'll have, yeah, we'll have that. Well, let's address one, yeah. this very quickly. Hmm. What is the difference between a habit and an addiction? Yeah. Because they're both effectively the same principle mm-hmm. as you do something almost religiously a little bit. Don't you? Yeah. Yeah. Um, but an addiction has cravings. Mm-hmm. Does a habit have cravings? Hmm. That is a good question. It's going to require a little bit of thought, isn't it? I know. Yeah. So, people listening, please let us know um, your thoughts on it. We'll start a little bit of a debate going, hopefully. Mm-hmm. Um, I, know, I know that we're going to have a debate on this. Mm. Um, probably over the next week or two, we're probably going to have this debate. Uh, but let us know. Uh, improvementproject.co.uk and get, get in touch with us. You can use our Facebook page or our Instagram page. Um, we'll see if we can get get an answer to this to be honest because i'm curious about the answer yeah uh, and by your facial expression you're curious about the answer yeah. as well i guess it's something i haven't really given too much thought to yeah well we'll, we'll quickly address it's, it's interesting we'll quickly address it i mean an addiction is something that you feel the need to do yeah right a habit is something that you also feel the need to do mm-hmm. do you have more control over a habit that is i'm glad you said that because that was exactly what was coming to my mind as well okay was, was Probably the difference between the two is predicated on the control that you have in relation to the thing that you are maybe you know you're compelled to do. Yes. So for an addiction, addiction says to me that would probably relates to some form of mental illness. Okay. In a way. Yeah. Um. That actually it's more about addressing the illness rather than the thing that you are doing, whether that might be, you know, when we think about addiction, sex, drugs, drink, um, I'm sure there will be others as well, but ultimately, you know, doing those things in excess and then them being detrimental to you. Of course. Um, whereas you wouldn't say you've got a, a habit of taking drugs um, or, no, or would you? I, I don't know. Would you? Well, because you, you, you say you've got a terrible habit of smoking, mm. which is effectively a drug, but mm. the legalities are different. But um, well, I don't know. I, I don't know. Maybe it's maybe it's we need to be more mindful of what we actually. The difference between saying something's a habit and an addiction, and actually recognizing that smoking is more of an addiction. It's something that's not good for us. So perhaps. We need to recognize it as an addiction. Actually, it's a mental health problem um, rather than saying it's a bad habit and kind of um, downplaying it as an issue. Yeah, I I think the severity of the issue is different. However, let's go back to my cracking the knuckles thing and you're cracking your bones. Uh Is that an addiction? 
because when I do, I know when I don't do it, I feel the need to do it. Yeah. Now it's a habit. Is but then something... it becomes because you'll probably feel this as well. It becomes uncomfortable if you it does don't become, do it. it. Does so it's become. more about creating comfort in your yeah body. Yeah, that's true. So, so the definition of a habit. Mm. The definition of a habit is is something that I've not actually looked up. Mm-hmm. Uh, however, if we if we look at this, it's it's a settled or regular tendency or practice, especially one that is hard to give up. Mm. Now that covers all the bases of smoking, mm-hmm. but it also covers all the bases of things like cracking knuckles, mm-hmm. or things like drinking, or you know, there's lo- there's loads of habits that you could do, but you want to build a habit that is useful. Mm-hmm. as opposed to negative yeah, you know, yeah. positive over negative there's also um, you, can, you can use the word a practice that you do so for example a practice we've, we've spoken about this quite a bit um, like well let's just take going to the gym can become a habit mm-hmm. but it requires a lot of effort yeah because you need to get to the gym unless it's you know within your building or whatever mm. there is a book that I would recommend and Apologies, I've not made it all the way through it yet, but it's called The Power of Habit. Oh, yeah. Have you heard of it before? It's by Charles Duhigg, I think his name is. I don't know how to pronounce his last name. Yes. Um, but The Power of Habit, um, fantastic. Now, he comes up with a, a couple of interesting ideas on what a habit is and what triggers them, most importantly. Triggering the habit is quite an interesting one. Uh, if you imagine um, let, 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 it's a cue or something, we'll call it a, a trigger, but... A cue for something to trigger. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that was okay, a little bit backwards. But if you do something, well, let's say for example you wake up produ- uh, uh, early and you jump out of bed, that's triggered the idea of productivity. So you mm-hmm. probably want to roll that into something like going, uh, doing some physical exercise, doing a, a task that you want to get done first thing in the morning. Loads of things. But for those, wake up, immediately go to the coffee maker. That's a habit in itself, isn't it? Or is it more of a routine? See, these are the debates that we could have all day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Because your routine is built up of habits, mm-hmm. surely. Yeah? Yeah, that makes sense. So, someone very close to me, won't name names, but someone very close to me, they wake up, the first thing they do is go make themselves a cup of coffee. Mm-hmm. As do most people, if I imagine. It seems to be... I don't know, it's an assumption. Yeah. But it's a, it's a pretty educated guess. Mm. A lot of people would wake up and have a morning cup of coffee. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's fair to say for a lot of people. That is a habit. Mm-hmm. Now, if you removed the coffee from them, mm-hmm. would they then realize it as an addiction? Possibly. It's something that your body needs. More than mm-hmm. Because my dad actually gave up coffee. He's been drinking coffee four cups, probably at least, yeah. a day for... 30 years or something like that. I don't, I don't know how long he's ha- been having coffee, but he's had it for an awful long time to the point where he gave up coffee for one day. Mm. He gave up, as soon as he woke up, he didn't have coffee for the entire day. Seven o'clock rolled by in the evening and he felt ill. Now that tells me that that's an addiction. That's not a habit. Mm-hmm. Like I said, we could have this debate all day on what is a habit and what is an addiction. But yeah, um, I think... It's probably not the most important point, is it? The most no. important point is if you 
you know, how do you create good habits and actually avoid bad habits or I am stop so, bad habits? And I'm so amazed that you read that because it's almost like you saw what I have written down. <laughs> how do you create good habits? Yeah. Because you want to get into good habits for pretty much everything that you do. Um, so habits, we consciously carry them out and we, or do we have to think about them? We'll, we'll, we'll settle that one for a little bit. Mm-hmm. We might come back to it later. But... Um, if we take something that requires a little more effort, mm-hmm. you need to work, obviously, that much harder to make it a habit. Mm-hmm. So to create a good habit, something that you know in your, your mind you want to be able to... Have you, have you got one for an example? A good habit. A good habit that you either do or want to do. Um, they, oh, running, actually exercising. Okay. So let, let, let's take exercise. Yeah. It doesn't matter what kind of exercise. But mm-hmm. in my opinion, I think to make it a habit, you need to make it as easy as possible for you to achieve. Yeah. Because I think the biggest problem we've got with building habits is just just simple laziness. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You, because it's easy to miss that one day. Mm-hmm. It's easy to miss two days after that. And you think, well, I'll get back on it on Monday. I have heard that so many times by people. Oh, I'll start Monday. Yeah. It's mainly to do with dieting, actually. I'll start Monday. I'll start Monday. Mm-hmm. Running, I'll start Monday. That thing, it, it just keeps playing over. And I think a lot of it's to do with willpower. If you have the willpower to say, no, I'm going to do it today, we go back to the New Year's resolution episode. Why wait to New Year? Why not just do it now? Mm. Why wait to Monday? Mm-hmm. Do it now. Exactly. So... Tip to build a strong habit, make it as easy as possible to the point where you really can't turn it down. Yeah. You know, so if you were to drive to the gym, Mm -hmm. sit outside and do some work. Yeah. Like, for example, I know my my gym has got a cafe next door to it, Mm -hmm. and I, I quite often work from there. I will pack my gym bag, take it with me, and say, well, I might as well go while I'm here, don't you? (laughs) <laughs> you know, that kind of thing. You've got to make it as simple as possible. I know some people, um, I've, I've watched videos on YouTube and things like that, of people that have put a pull-up bar on one of their doors. They can't enter that room without doing pull-ups. Yeah. Make sense? Yeah. They used to do that in the military, apparently. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll see if I can find the video for you on that one. But um, that, 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 that's the idea. You make it as simple as possible because if you have to take that extra step to do it, you won't do it. Mm. Sort of like breaking the social media addiction. Mm-hmm. Um, if, if you sign out of it every single time you use it, the chances are you're going to use it less because it takes that extra three seconds to sign back in. Yeah, true. And that's just time we don't have. Is you it? just reminded me with the with the pull up example of mm. something I heard um, a American personal trainer say. I've forgotten the guy's name, but he recommends or he encourages his clients okay. to when they every single time they go to the bathroom. To do ten, um, well, basically push-ups. Yeah. But not from the floor, but basically against the wall. All oh, right. Yeah, yeah. And do yeah. ten squats. So, say you went to the toilet five times a day, then you're then doing fifty squats plus yeah. fifty push-ups yeah. every single day, as opposed to doing none before. So just incorporating it into a thing that you will do anyway. Yeah. It's a great idea. That's, yeah. that's a fantastic idea. So one of the things that have become pretty popular, mm-hmm. uh, I've got it written down here, one of the things that have become pretty popular in, in recent years, it has to be probably more this year. I think I think the last couple of years we've kind of 
sniggered at them and said, "What are you doing?" Is a standing desk. Oh yeah, I've seen I've seen a few of them. I yeah. really want one. Yeah, I really want a standing desk, mm. and it is for. They say it's better for you. I I don't know that I don't know the health things behind it, but I like the idea of being active, because when you sit down, you become comfortable. Mm-hmm. You slouch. You know, it's not great for you. But if you're standing, you're free to move around. Yeah. Stand upright, all that. Apparently, it's better for your posture or something. I, I don't. Yeah, I don't. I can know. imagine that. Better for your posture. Better for your. Better for a lot, really. I suppose your quality of thought. Yeah, I think I think it gets the the blood moving. I don't know. I don't want to be that guy that, that gives all these advice on standing desks, mm. for, especially when I don't have one. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, it's one thing that I'd really like yeah. is to have a standing desk, uh, especially in my office. But that becomes a habit as well, doesn't it? Mm. You know, there's there's a lot a lot of things that that can become habits. Let's take for example, I have an app on my phone called Habit Hub. Uh, I will put a link to it. It's very simplistic. It's really easy. Um, all you do is you write down your habit and then check off the day that you do it. And if you manage to do it every day, it gets a little link going. Mm-hmm. It's pretty cool. Um, so for example, this is my basically as soon as I wake up. Yep. So I wake up before six in the morning. You check it off. That's become a habit for me now. How long, out of curiosity, do you think it takes to build a habit? We've spoken about this before. So we have. Thirty days or four. Well, they say it's twenty-one. Twenty-one. But that varies. That varies quite significantly. It could become forty days. It could become sixty days. I really can't tell you the honest answer. But they say it's twenty-one. Mm-hmm. So I've done this for over twenty-one days now. Um, but wake up for six. Tick. Make the bed. What do you make of that one? Mm-hmm. As a habit. Yeah. That's, I do that. Yeah, why? Why do you do it? Why? Um, I, th- I really analyzed it. I was staring at my bed for like 10 minutes going, why do I do that? I th- Well, there's a, a, I guess, relatively famous speech from a, a US Navy Marine where he speaks about winning the day and that starts off with um, mm-hmm. you know, do, making your bed and and that's you basically getting off to a good start for the day. If you can totally. you create something, ultimately you're creating a nice, well-made bed. Yeah. See, for me, it's it's more I've it's coming home. Mm-hmm. It's coming home to if you you're tired yeah. after a long day of thinking and work and, and just stress that that might occur in your day, mm-hmm. and you come home and you go into your room, your bedroom, and you think it's clear. Mm-hmm. You know, as opposed to the mess that it was before, it's it's almost like a clean slate. Yeah, but you've forgotten the rest of what just happened. You're back mm-hmm. to simplicity, and it's it's a clear mind. Yeah. Other things I've got is things like hydrate. Yep. Now this was one. It, it wasn't my idea by a long shot. Actually, I'm definitely piggybacking on thousands of other people that have, that have told me this, <laughs> um, especially on online. Um, but people say that you're asleep for seven eight hours a night. You've lost a lot of liquid in your body, a lot of fluid in your body. Yeah. So you, the first thing you should do is hydrate yourself again. Yes, I started doing that as well. As soon as I get up, having a big glass of water. Yeah. And some, I do, I take like a little vitamin C tablet as well. Yeah. Some of us are posher than others. <laughs> <laughs> but I've got this bottle. Oh, I love I, it. I've got this bottle, and I don't know if you paid attention to the um, the last month or so but i've carried this with me every yeah. single day uh-huh. i've always got it on me mm-hmm. um it's a hydrate mate mm. you ever heard of them i've not no but no it's it's a very I expensive bottle for, 
It's a very expensive bottle, but mm. I really appreciate what they've done with it. Um, there's other there's other companies out here that do it, but it tells you it's got little lines on it when to drink by. Ah, cool. Um, I don't follow it anymore. To be oh, honest, right. I just drink as much as I can. As, you know. Um, well, apparently you're meant to drink a liter for every thirty kilos of body weight. Is that right? That you have. Yeah, that's something I. That was a stat I came across recently from. Uh, Let's see if we can find that Because. I think I'd heard that two liters a day is what you're meant to strive to drink, but actually, apparently, it's it's a liter for every thirty kilos of body weight that you have. Yeah, because the two liters a day is that's not subjective to you, is it? That's mm. not personal. That's that's yeah. just it's the same as the calorie thing. I just think mm. that's nonsense. Yeah. You know, you've got to eat two and a half thousand calories a day. Mm -hmm. Why? Mm. You know, you could be like the skinniest guy in the world versus <laughs> this massive guy with all the muscle. You know, because you need to eat more if you're maintaining muscle mass and all that. I'm not getting into that. But uh, yeah, they, they say um, just drink 1.2 liters of fluid every day to stop us getting dehydrated. Mm. So that's basically telling you that there's a minimum. Nevertheless, we're talking about how to build a strong habit. So that was one that, that I've got is a hydrate. And that's a, that is a strong habit that I have now um, that I didn't used to. How I did it, I made it simple for myself. It was the first thing I did. I actually did it before I got out of bed to make it easier. So I couldn't get out of bed. I sort of challenged myself. I wasn't allowed to leave my bed until I had drank this bottle of water that I've got. At least one of these, which is, I think it's six, 700 milliliters or something like that. Mm -hmm. I basically filled it up before. I filled it up the night before. That's a habit in itself. I'm not <laughs> Good though. It's a, Yeah, but you fill it up the night before and you place it right next to your bed. Mm -hmm on your bedside table or on the floor or wherever you are. Um, and I wasn't allowed to leave my bed until I drank that. Mm -hmm. that's, a, that's how I got into it. That's how I started it. Ah. How I maintained it, it became easier. Mm -hmm. Because now I, I get up and go, right, where's my water? Yeah. That kind of thing. So that's another one that I've got. Um, stretching, I told you about this um, a while yeah. back. Stretching is a habit that I've got now. Um, originally from the source I got it from was uh, my girlfriend's dad. Mm -hmm. He said, we're the only mammal that doesn't. So yeah. stretch in the morning, it's a good idea. Uh, breakfast, standard stuff really, have breakfast, it's a good one. I review my to-do list for the day because it sets me off on the day, mainly because I don't want to go into the day not knowing what I want to do. Mm -hmm. If I have five things I need to do today, when I get home or when I finish the day, if those five things are done, I consider it a successful day. Those are the main habits that I've got. Make them as simplistic as possible, and I guarantee you will do them. Yeah. If you put a barrier in front of you, say for example, take the water one, the hydrating. If you have not set it out and you have to go downstairs or wherever you are, you have to go into your kitchen, fill up the glass. Let's take it a step further. You don't have a clean glass. You have to clean the glass. <laughs> you will not do it. I know. In coaching terms, it's called removing interference. Removing interference. Yeah. Is there is there an article on that or a book on that? But I well, like the term. It, it forms part of a coaching model by a guy called Peter Senge called You at the Center. Okay. So the model mm -hmm. um, involves a, a figure of a person, then there's a, a circle that surrounds them, and then there's an outer circle that surrounds that. Okay. So the, the inner circle represents your comfort zone. So it oh, nice. basically explains that we all live within our comfort zone because that's how our minds work. Our, of course. Our brain's predominantly made up of our unconscious mind, which means we have to automate 
all the, the majority of things that we do so we can function, so we can live. Um, but on that circle, on the line of the comfort zone, um, there are blocks in yeah. place which represent interference. So what we want to do is, in terms of growing and increasing our potential and, and reaching goals that sit on our line of potential, which represents this outer circle, what we want to do is try and remove as many of the blocks of interference as possible, because then that enables us to achieve the goals that we set for ourselves. It, it makes a lot of sense. I'm yeah. glad someone's actually like written it down mm. or something, rather than just it's something people sh should know or whatever. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, here's here's some things that you can do um, to create better habits. Mm. It's not good habits as such, but if you've got a habit at the moment, you can maybe channel it into something better. Mm -hmm. Make it make it simple is is fine, but start with an easy one. Yeah. What would be the easiest habit you think you have? The easiest habit? Breathing. <laughs> it's a habit. <laughs> well, I don't know. Yeah, you can it's just the blinking as well, life. obviously. Yeah, I know. <laughs> um, this, it's something that you consciously do that mm. has become a habit, obviously. Because uh, yeah. um, here, here's the answer for, for what I think of Getting out of bed? Yeah, I, I suppose. Getting out of bed on time mm -hmm. is more of a habit. Getting out of bed is something you just do, isn't it? It's, yeah. I don't know if it's a habit as such. Mm. But I, I think a habit is something you consciously do with minimal effort. Yeah. It, it may seem like a lot of effort to begin with, but as time progresses, you become less involved in it and it doesn't take that much effort to do anymore. Mm -hmm. um, so if you start with a habit that is so easy, you just simply can't say no. Sort of, sort of like going to uh, doing a certain exercise at the gym. Yeah. Say, for example, you want to run. You, you want to go on the treadmill. If you place yourself in the gym and you're doing something at the gym, and there's a treadmill right there, would it be wrong to not do it because it's already there? You know, you're. You but then don't you've still to... got to get to the gym. Yeah. So it could be easier to say you're just going to go running, and then true, just then have your clothes ready to go you or you're even wearing them and then you just go out and run because mm -hmm. then you don't even have to go to the gym which is a, another barrier that's true so you're talking about removing all the barriers but we're, we're mm -hmm. start small yeah start small with something you know um let's take take running for example i know we're we're pretty into running um you want to run a mile mm -hmm. i'll run 100 yards and run and run 200 yards make it so easy that you think you'll, you'll kind of hate yourself if you don't do it because i think running a marathon is quite a feat mm -hmm. but if you start with half a mile you, you'll you'll ask yourself why didn't i do it because mm -hmm. it's not hard you know even walk it doesn't make a difference <laughs> you know just take the first step another thing that you can do is that i'm, I'm reading this by the way it's a it's a website that, that i've an article that i'm reading at the moment um three tips apparently Three surprising simple things that you can do. Mm -hmm. Number two on this list is take some time to understand exactly what is holding you back. Yeah. So why aren't you doing these things? Mm -hmm. More often than not, it's laziness. It has to be said. Um, so it's it's got a little little bit here, but I'm going to take my example for um, just for argument's sake of going to the gym. Before I hired the personal trainer, 
why wasn't I going? Yeah. It's probably laziness. And it took a lot of effort to get there. The accountability aspect, of course, that 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 was holding me back as well. I didn't have that. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, more often than not, it's going to be laziness. People often try and tell you that, you know, I don't have the money to do certain things or I don't have the time. That's a big factor as well. Mm-hmm. Do you have the time to, to do things that you want to do, Dave? I think when it's something that you really want to do, you've got a desire, then you'll you'll make time. Absolutely. We spoke about that in the last episode, didn't mm-hmm. we? You know, get up that hour earlier. How long was it? 40-something days? Yeah. 45 days? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I, th- I think if it's something that you want to do, you have to make the time. But people tell you that you don't have the time to do it. And I'm yet to meet the person uh, that is so busy they can't schedule something they want to do. Mm-hmm. Because I, ultimately, I think if you want to make the good habit, you will make the good habit. Is that right? Am I, am I right in thinking that? Yeah, the, the desire is really important. Or creating the desire and motivation. Fantastic. Now, number three on this list is develop a plan for when you fail. Mm, that's interesting. Yeah, I mean, this is this was something. So strategies that you can help. You can set schedules rather than deadlines. Mm-hmm. Um, you can forget about the performance and focus on building the identity. Yeah, I spoke about this with a friend yesterday, in fact, um, is people often pretend to be a person that they want to be mm-hmm. rather than just be that person. Yeah. Um, so say for example, you know, you, you, you want to meditate every day for an hour people will tell you people that they do that rather than just go and do it. They will just tell them because they want to be that person, but they don't want to put the effort in to be that person. Does that make sense? I think so. Yeah. And then make it, make this your new motto. Apparently never miss twice. Hmm. Now there's a lot that can be said into this. The never miss twice mindset it says here anyway, um, is, particularly useful because mm-hmm. if you miss one let's take take running you yeah. want to run every day for 30 days mm-hmm. if you miss the 11th day it was it was kind of like the um the chat we were talking about the new year's resolutions where you know the 30 day chips and kind of thing like that yeah, yeah. Um, but if you miss one you can't miss number two mm-hmm. does that make sense yeah because then you're forming bad um, habit yes a negative <laughs> habit yeah so it's not just about forming the good habits it's mm-hmm. Getting rid of the bad ones. Yeah. How, what would you What would you suggest? Well, with habits in general, I think from what I've learned, they can be well. They can be deep rooted. Yes. So you may not be able to completely eradicate them without replacing them first. So perhaps you need to replace a bad habit with a good one. Okay. So here, here's the thing. So we're talking about, say, eating a bar of chocolate yeah. or eating something that you know is bad for you, but you really like it anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, if you do it the first day, the willpower to not do it the second day is lessened. Mm-hmm. And then it lessens again the third day if you continue to do it. It's, I think it comes down to self-discipline. You know, it, You have a certain level of willpower and discipline in your body and in your mind. But if you break it, and knock it down that 10% and it'll knock it down another that doesn't regain the next day that stays at that level until you decide to build it back up if that makes sense so let's take a hundred points you decide not to go run in that day that knocks it down that 10 <coughs> points now you're at 90 for the rest until you decide to go running again and build it back up so if you go running for 10 days in a row you're still at 100% great 
and then you don't go running, you're down at 90%, and then you don't go running again, that doesn't remain at 90, it goes down to 80, and then it goes down to 70, until you build it back up. You know, it's it's quite an interesting to, way of, of thinking about it. There is an article on it that I will try and find, um, it just popped into my head there. Changing a habit is quite a hard thing. I think that's ultimately harder to do than introducing new ones. Yeah. If you've got a bad habit, you want to change into a good habit. People people talk about smoking um, as a habit, which is fine, mm-hmm. uh, but they want to change it into something more productive. So they start using, um, they start playing with like a pen in their hand because they ultimately think it's something to do with their finger. They need to keep their hand moving. Mm-hmm. Fine. So they use a pen. They use vaping now for some reason. <laughs> Your opinion on that? <laughs> Just out of curiosity. I don't know. I think it's still early days with it, so we've still got a lot to learn about. From what it is possible i just i'm just not a fan of the facts. giant smoke cloud that it makes <laughs> have you seen it yeah, yeah, yeah. it's ridiculous uh-huh. it's like someone i don't it. mind it at it the just, moment it just annoys me it. It, it does it irritates me mainly for the smoke cloud mm-hmm. it, it, i don't, don't care about the habit it doesn't bother me but it's the smoke cloud if, if you're waiting to cross the road or something and somebody's vaping in front of you and you just all of a sudden you're in a concert or, some sort, <laughs> or a magic show you know it's mental it's so much more smoke cloud than actual smoking. Mm. Arguably, it's better for you. I don't know. I don't know the science behind it. Mm-hmm. Um, but they replace it with something better. Smoking to vaping and then eventually, hopefully, nothing. Mm. You know, getting rid of that habit. Mm-hmm. Okay, so how do you build a better habit? But how do you maintain the habit? Mm-hmm. That That is the question that I'm proposing to you right now. I've got That is a question that's written down, that's been asked to me in preparation for this episode but how do you maintain the habit because it's easy to let it go isn't it yeah exactly but then if you it's not really a habit until oh that's interesting you can maintain it because otherwise it's just something you've tried to do (laughs) that's true actually Mm. so you're thinking a habit is something that you you don't have to maintain because it does it itself exactly Interesting, interesting, because I, I, I know people that have said, right, I'm going to do this, mm-hmm. and they do it for a good month, mm-hmm. and then it, it just drops off. Yeah. How, how, did, how does that work? Well, it's, it's part of having, again, for me, always comes back to having some mechanism to keep you accountable, so that when you, so like what you said about, you know, having a plan for when you fail. Yeah. Well, I that think, wasn't me. Yeah, but I love <laughs> I just that read it. Um, because that's where um, certainly coaching or some form of that can massively come into play because having someone that is going to be there to ask you whether or not you continue to do the things that you promised to do okay. as a part of forming a good habit or a yep. new habit, if you don't have someone or some mechanism to catch you mm-hmm. when you do fail and to help you to understand why you failed or why you didn't continue to do that thing you said you were going to do. Yeah. Um, to give you the opportunity to continue to do it over time so then it becomes a habit because you've automated it. Um, I think that's generally how people don't create habits for themselves because yeah. they don't have the right mechanism for keeping them accountable 
That's that's quite interesting. Uh, so t take for example, um, kids. Mm. Kids is a great example for building the strong habits in their life. Now, what they get is they get rewarded if they do it. Um, trying to go back to the school days mm -hmm. where you did something great for one day. So you get a little gold star, don't you? Mm. Then the next day you do it again. You get another little gold star. And eventually you see these... There's a movie on it, Employee of the Month, actually. Oh, yeah. um, I don't know if you've seen it, but... I think I have. Um, if, if they do really well, mm -hmm. they get a gold, star, a gold star in the chart for all the employees. And whoever has the most of the month gets Employee of the Month. Mm -hmm. uh, and it's a brilliant movie. I'm, I'm going to put a little link to it. Um, it's a fantastic... It's, it's stupid. It's funny. It's lighthearted. You don't have to have too many brain cells on it to, to watch it. Mm. Uh, great movie. But yeah, you, all these gold stars. And that's an accountability thing. Isn't mm. it? So if... There was a, there's a moment where the guy that's leading in this movie, like he's, he's got gold stars for the last year or whatever, and he's been winning it so long. And there's this day where another guy gets the gold star. And, the, and he's rigid. <laughs> <laughs> he, he goes so angry about it, and he starts to lose his mind a little bit um, just because he didn't get the gold star that But that that's one day. because there's, that's more about competition. It is competition. No, I think that's, that's important. Uh, well, it can be because it can in a way, especially if you're maybe competing against yourself. Yeah, I mean, it goes back to your accountability thing, though, doesn't it? Well, like in the in the Seven Habits of Highly Effective People, yep. Stephen Covey speaks about win-win. Yep. So rather win -win. than win-lose, which is what competition yeah. ultimately so is. So how, how do you get a win-win? Exactly. Well, it's ultimately finding a resolution that works for both sides of mm -hmm. whatever, you know, negotiation um, or the main stakeholders sure. involved in whatever it is. Yeah. No, that's true. And th th there's an article that, uh, that I have read, um, Five Scientific Ways to Build Habits That Stick. Mm. Now, as you had just pointed out, I, I've never changed my opinion on the title of this, that, that stick, that bit. Mm -hmm. It's because you're saying a habit should be something that sticks anyway. Yeah. So... That's an argument for another day. But one of the, the points that they make is number number three is eliminate the excessive options. Mm -hmm. Make things an easier choice for you. Yeah. Uh, so let's let's take, for example, the gym option. I'm speaking about the gym option quite a lot, but there's an hour free of your day that you could do anything with. Mm -hmm. It doesn't matter what it is, but you could do anything with it. And you know to build that habit, you want to go to the gym. Great. Um, but you could do anything with it. But if you limit your options, I can go to the gym or I can do work. What would you choose? Personally, I don't know. It depends what the work was. Terrible work. Absolutely awful. It was the most boring job of all time for the next hour. <laughs> would you go to the gym? Well, quite possibly. Or would you go for a run? Or would you do... Yeah, probably. Yeah. I, yeah. In that I, know, I, know I know you're more of a runner than a gym goer. Yeah. But the idea of it, would you mm. exercise or would you do the boring work? Mm. That's limiting the two options you've got for this hour. Mm -hmm. That's what it's talking about here. And it, it's quite an interesting, um, it's The Willpower Effect. It's a book. Mm -hmm. um, I've, I've not read all of it again. I'm making my way through as many books as I can at once. That's probably something I need to stop doing. That's a bad mm -hmm. habit. Focus on one thing at a time. Focus on one thing at a time. Mm -hmm. That's a, it's something I'm terrible at, to be honest with you. I like to try and take in multiple things at once. But inevitably, it takes me ages to take in them all. Whereas if I did one at a time, it would take me less time. But if you limit your options to, I, I'm going to do this and then give yourself the worst alternative that you could possibly imagine, for me, it's cleaning my house. Mm. You know, I, I think it's such a boring task 
Tidying I'm okay with, but like dusting and hoovering and all that kind of crap that goes along with, with that. If I was to do, it, then the other option that you're trying to build ultimately then becomes more appealing. Mm -hmm. It almost looks fun. Mm -hmm. now, whether it be get the work done or get that task done that you've been meaning to do or you know go go running, go exercising, because that seems to be a habit that most people want to achieve, but ultimately can't because they've got other fun things they want to do that take less effort. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, I can see that. So it comes down to a, it comes back to discipline, doesn't mm -hmm. it? But give yourself the worst. Basically, what it's saying is give yourself the worst alternative, and that one will become easier. Yeah, cool. I like it. Does it make sense to you? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Great. <laughs> I'm glad it makes sense because I don't think I I portrayed it very well. Um, and then you've got things like the the ah screw it that that thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. How'd you get rid of those? <laughs> <laughs> that was a question that we could we could discuss for a little little minute. Mm -hmm. How do you get rid of those? The ask group. That's a, that's a final. What, what do you mean? So there's there's a good habit is is a financial habit. Let's uh -huh. let's talk about finances just for a, a few minutes here. Um, you you're at the shop, and you think, ah, screw, it, I could just buy that. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Those moments. Okay, yeah. How cool. do you get rid of that? Yeah, that's that's a tricky one. I'll tell you what, why don't we cap that? Mm -hmm. Because we've got an episode of Financial Freedom coming up, mm -hmm. and I think that's a great talking point. Mm. So, last, lastly, you got a takeaway for the episode? Um, yeah, I love make things easy for yourself when it comes to building habits. Just try and make it, try and get rid of interference where possible, mm -hmm. um, and just make the thing that you want to do as easy as possible to do and then it'll ultimately become a habit yeah yeah see I'm, I'm gonna i'm gonna go with um the power of habit mm. i'm gonna my takeaway is actual product this time mm -hmm. um, if you haven't read it I, I recommend doing so because you will learn an awful lot of what you can achieve and how to achieve these things mm -hmm. but ultimately self-discipline is the key factor if you do not have it you will not build the habit you want to build yeah perfect all right folks it's been a great start to the year and Boom. i'm saying this in advance <laughs> but i'm ultimately looking for habits for the year mm -hmm. so we will keep up to date with them uh, like i said we are on instagram and on facebook and of course of course if you want to hit us up it's hello at improvementproject.co.uk please let us know your habits that would be great uh, and ultimately we will see you next time and any last remarks dave no all good see you, you later, never folks. have all right we'll see you, see you later on guys thanks for listening